and welcome to another new week here at the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. It is yet another Monday in what will probably be a fairly long winter. Um, it is still January, and it's still it's not even mid-January yet. So once we hit January 12th, we're a month away from pitchers and catchers, and we're close to that, but we're not there yet. It is um, a nice day. Uh, my dogs were wandering around, and I had to chase them out um, about five minutes ago, and they were... These dogs are dumb. They're small dogs. They don't have big brains. <laughs> they, there was a truck in the road. Now we're we're not at a cul-de-sac, but we're practically in a cul-de-sac. Our um our neighborhood doesn't really have a drive-through where you can get from one road to another. So most of the people that come in here live in the neighborhood. And right around three o'clock every day, there's really no traffic at all, which is sometimes when I let them out front. But there was one truck waiting for them to pass because they were literally standing in front of the truck. It was like they were protesting trucks or something. And I'm like, come on, guys, let's go. You know, I waved. I gave the old um, obligatory wave to the guy, the neighbor, you know, for not running them over. But I'm just like, these fucking dogs, man. But it's either that, like either you let them out or you have lots of stuff to clean up in the house, which is also a pain. Uh, my wife got a Bissell this year, which is picking up dog hair, cat hair, um, and it helps. Um, it actually has a mop, too, so it helps um, where the dogs have peed and it's kind of crusty. If you guys have pets, you know what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, all this stuff is kind of a pain, but <clears throat> it's the price of doing business. You know, if you want to have pets, you're going to have vet bills. You know, you're going to have all kinds of crap like this. You're going to have headaches, but you know what? They're probably worth it in just, you know, when you come home from work, the dogs are happy to see you, you know. They will sit with you if you're watching a boring movie at night. Um, The cats will always give you some, um, you know, some comfort, you know, in sleeping on the bed with you or, you know, you feed them treats and they're happy. And in the summer, they sit out on the deck with me while I do this podcast, so... I like the pets. I mean, I would I could have gone without dogs, but my wife really likes dogs. And now that I have them, they're pretty cool, you know? I don't have a problem with them other than it's just a constant battle with um, getting them to go to the bathroom. And I think most of the fish in my fishbowl have died. I don't know. Um, well, I have like a uh, a filter and I have like the um, the water circulating so that it stays oxygenized. But I know I have that one big fish that kind of sticks to the side that everybody has in their fishbowl and he kind of eats the the algae. I have an algae eater. But I can't seem to find – I had one left and it was a catfish and I can't seem to find him. And the water is always pretty cloudy, you know. So I don't know if that dude is still alive or not. But I'll probably wait until the spring to get some new fish because I like to have some fish in my office where I do my coins and my eBay stuff, even though eBay's gotten too expensive to sell. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to do the selling coins on eBay in the future. I'm not sure how I'm going to sell them, but um, I got to find a, another way other than eBay to sell the coins. But I, I would still like to acquire the coins. And maybe when I'm really older, like my dad is 80 years old. He does um, 170 sit-ups a day at the gym which is far more than I can do. and um, But maybe when I get to be like his age, um, I would like to have, um, to go to like flea markets and be one of those dudes that sells coins. You know, maybe that's what I'll do. 
um, and I'll just acquire coins until then. Right now, I don't have any extra money. I really wanted to bet that Lions game last night. Um, I really liked the Lions last night because they were getting points, and it was a division matchup. And it was a really good game. I enjoyed the game. The Lions did some really innovative things offensively at the end of that game. But um, but that, that just goes to show you, like, the Pittsburgh Steelers fans, most of them, the majority, I guess you would say, like, the mantra right now is that they don't like Matt Canada. Um, and because he's a very bland offensive head coach, he runs up the middle, you know, he'll throw some screen passes, and he'll take an occasional shot downfield. Uh, but he's not one of these innovative, innovative offensive minds. Like the way that the Lions won last night, um, they just did some really ballsy things at the end of the game because they didn't want to give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers. And they were able to run out the clock because, um, you know, they did some really good things. And I didn't realize the Lions running back led the NFL in touchdowns this year. I mean, they really made some big strides forward. And the interesting thing about that, um, the Detroit Lions making strides forward, is that they did it with Jared Goff, a guy that has been in the league for several, several years, seven or eight years, I would think. And um, he's always been pretty mediocre. But this year, he had his best year. And a lot of it probably has to do with their running back, you know, led the league in touchdowns. You know, I'm sure there was some improvement to the Detroit Lions offensive line and stuff like that. Um, And then some of it has to be just a young guy improving, which for me, I probably need to get better at that. I mean, some younger guys will improve, but the Pirates just haven't had many of those guys that have improved other than like Brian Reynolds. I think that um, Kevin Newman was showing some signs of improvement last year. But they, they wanted to go in a different direction up the middle. Um, they still have a couple of negative war guys that they could get rid of. I mean, they got, their offense was so bad last year. And they got rid of so many guys. Like, I think Bly Madris, um, Yoshi Tosugo, and um, Van Meter were the worst offensive guys. Unless you're counting guys that had less than 100 at-bats. Like, Cole Tucker had a 3 like a 390 ops, <laughs> not on base percentage, just ops. I mean, that's how terrible he was. Uh, Bly Madris was like the second most terrible. And then you had those other guys. Uh, and then you had some guys that they've recently waived um, offensively. And the guy that they still have to release. Um, so those other guys were obviously like the veterans um, like they, they did not bring back um, their corner outfielder who's been in the league for a while. And they did not bring back um, the guy they were playing at first base, Chavis. You know, so they let go of thousands of at-bats. You know, a couple of thousand at-bats at least the Pirates let go of. And they were just terrible offensively last year. Um, but it looks like most of the buzz is pointing towards that they're going to trade Reynolds before spring training. I mean, it just feels like that. And you know what? That's only a month away. But every day I see a team um, posting about potentially trading for Brian Reynolds. And uh, even though it's mostly the fans, there's also a lot of reporters that say that they're, um, they're general managers and that some of the, um, some of the agents have leaked out 
that, yes, um, they are actively trying to acquire Brian Reynolds. Um, the Yankees still seem to be like the most. They just they still don't have an answer for left field. So there's the most smoke is surrounding the Yankees. And then recently, the Dodgers, even the Tigers have gotten in there. Um, the Marlins fans still want to believe that there's a chance that they're going to trade for Reynolds. And the Seattle Mariners are in that um, ballpark. So with all those teams wanting to trade for Brian Reynolds, and the fact that you just know that every other time that there was buzz about um, Ben Sherrington trading a guy, that's what he did. You know, even if he didn't get much for it. I mean, he traded um, the catcher a couple years ago after winning a gold glove, and we didn't get much for it. Um, the one guy has recently been waived, which was Zach Thompson. Um, there is a, a minor league relief pitcher, or sometimes he gets starts, who's okay, but it doesn't look like he's really going to make a huge push to play in the major leagues. And then you have the long shot, which is another one of these guys that the Pirates like to go after. Um, he was a first-round pick of Miami. Um, I think his name's Colin or something like that. He's another one of these outfielders that really has no shot of you know, making an impact on the major leagues. They might bring him up, and he might have a, um, you know, a couple hundred at-bats like Bly Madris or even like Cal Mitchell, you know, someone like that. But it's not likely that Connor Scott – I don't know if I said his name was Connor or Colin. It's not likely that Connor Scott is going to um, make an impact. So that, that was the trade. I mean, we really didn't get anything for him. We really didn't get much for um, the second baseman that we traded away. And then we got nothing for that um, reliever who ended up being pretty good for um, the Yankees this year. At times, he was the best reliever in baseball for at least one month, like the month of August or the month, like mid-July to mid-August. He was probably the best relief pitcher in baseball. He was the most reliable um, uh, closer in baseball. And then he started going downhill. So we didn't get much for that, dude. Looking back, we didn't get much for the Bell trade, especially now that it's looking that, um, I mean, if you really look at the pitcher we got back from uh, Bell, he has a 540 ERA. We tried him out as a starter two years ago. And then last year, he started out well as a reliever. And then he just really tanked at the end. And even if you want to say that he wore down at the end of the year, um, you know, Will Crow just did not do very much. You know, he just... He has a 540 career ERA. So, I mean, there's a mantra with every team, right? I mean, the fans want to say that Will Crow was the good guy. You know, he was the guy that had that good couple of months. Um, but if you look at his overall track record and his 540 career ERA, it's not good. You know, that's about the same ERA as Bryce Wilson. And it's even worse than Zach Thompson, who was recently cut. And we could have had as a reliever. So, I mean, I, I just don't think that um, things are going to work out for that guy. He comes a little cheaper than Zach Thompson. Um, even though Zach Thompson, you could, have, you could have had him as one of those guys that runs uh, the shuttle bus between AAA and the Pirates. Um, they just didn't want to keep him. Maybe, maybe he was entering that first year of arbitration and was just making some money, you know. And that's why they keep Will Crow over him. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, obviously, Zach Thompson isn't like way into arbitration, you know. 
Um, some of the guys that they have to think about paying right now are Mitch Keller and JT Brubaker. Those guys are starters that are heading into arbitration. So we know that at some point we're going to have to pay those guys. And my cat is knocking um, Christmas balls off the tree, which I don't know why this tree is still up. My wife um, got plastic Christmas balls on purpose, knowing that the kitten just causes trouble. And as we speak, I'm taking off a couple of these low-hanging Christmas balls um, because I just don't – it's a distraction that this damn cat is like trying to rip down the Christmas tree and Christmas is over, you know, and they're still playing Christmas songs on the radio occasionally at Wegmans at night, which is really annoying. But those are the things that go on in early January. It's really a non-time of the year once the holidays are over. Um, the only thing you have going on is the NFL playoffs. And I, re- I watched a really entertaining game last night with that Lions game. I was talking about the Lions and how they were innovative Um, It was just a good game in general, probably because I actually had a rooting interest. And there's not many NFL games that I'll watch this year at all. The ones that I have watched, I haven't really had a rooting interest for one team or another. Um, But I really wanted to see Green Bay not make the playoffs. And it was nice to see a young team like Detroit make the playoffs. No, they didn't make the playoffs, but they knocked out Green Bay. And a a young team did make the playoffs in Seattle, um, where Seattle, they got a a haul for Russell Wilson, an absolute haul for Russell Wilson. He was terrible with his new team, and they have a top 10 pick this year. Um, They had some other picks last year because of this. I mean, they really raped the, um, the Denver Broncos on that trade. And it's, a, it's unfortunate for two things with baseball. Number one, you can't trade draft picks, which would be exciting. I mean, if the Pirates were able to acquire the Yankees' next three years' first-round draft picks, that would be exciting. That would be something we would talk about, you know? But that's not something that happens in baseball. And the other thing is that first-round baseball draft picks, guys like Connor Scott are more the norm than the outlier, most of them don't make it. I would have to say if there's 30 picks in the first round, maybe seven of them generally make it. So even though it's your first round pick, and even though we complain about the Pirates because they haven't hit on a first round pick in years, it looked like maybe that that one pitcher that we traded that we got in 2018 might be a good relief pitcher. But then he blew his arm out in Tampa. So we don't even know if he's going to pan out. We don't know if Quinn Priester is going to pan out, but this year will go a long way in telling us whether he is, I don't know if he's a starting pitcher um, or what. You know, I just don't know how good his pitches are going to be and how they're going to play against major league hitters. Um, Some hitters with the Cubs and with the Cardinals are pretty good. And now that we're playing all the teams in the National League, you know, more often, it's a more balanced schedule now. You're going to have to face the Phillies. You're going to have to face the Braves. You're going to have to face the Mets. There's just some good lineups out there. The Dodgers, the Padres, all these teams have good lineups. I noticed that we're going into um, Colorado in April this year. Um, I would love to travel out to Colorado in April and watch those games, but I think it was like during the week, and my wife is teaching, and unfortunately, I, I have been to that stadium. 
I have been to the Rocky Stadium and I really like it. And it's not far from Denver, obviously, but it's also not far from the mountains if you wanted to go west after the game, like a day game or whatever, and go up into the mountains and maybe get a hotel up there or something. Those are things that you could do um, watching a Rockies game. But that's not going to happen this year. I think the first series that my wife and I are going to go see are the um, the Pittsburgh Pirates against the Baltimore Orioles in May on a weekend series um, in that beautiful stadium they have down there um, in the Inner Harbor area of Baltimore. If you've never been there, you really should go. Um, they have the Ravens Stadium. They have the um, Orioles Stadium, which is Camden Yards. And then they just have this really nice area with shops. Um, they have the waterways going through there. It's, it's not unlike um, Point State Park in Pittsburgh, but it's just a little more stuff to do. It's not just a park. Um, so um, that's the, we're definitely going to do that in, in May. Whether I'm going to see an April game at all this year, I don't know. Sometimes my sister gets me Phillies tickets or whatever. Um, so I might go down to see a game in April if my family's going, if my dad's going or whatnot. But probably not. I mean, Phillies tickets are going to be pretty hard to get after making the World Series last year. And that's the thing um, about Baltimore. Those tickets are going to be easy to get because even though the Orioles made a huge step forward, and not many teams do this, you know, like the Marlins, Kansas City, Detroit, like a lot of these teams did try to make that step forward from 60-some wins, and they were still at 60-some wins. But the Orioles made a huge step forward because they have a really good general manager, and he was able to find a lot of relief pitchers and even starting pitchers. It didn't cost a lot of money. And he was able to get them pitching well against tough teams in that AFC East. So even though they made a big step forward in Baltimore, those tickets are still easy to come by because the Orioles fans still do not trust Angelos, I guess, is the owner there. Um, he didn't go out and sign any big free agents. You know, He says he's going to keep his own players which is probably more than the Pirates are going to do. But there's just not much of an effort there to win big in Baltimore. But at least they have like some really, really good draft picks coming up. At least they have one guy that definitely panned out already in that all-star catcher they have. And then, you know, you just have a guy that seems to go out there and find talent better than Ben Sherrington. So when I talk about the... Um, the Pirates being better this year. Uh, I think that they will be. I just don't know if they're going to get out of the 60s. You know, I think that Cal Mitchell has a good chance of getting cut maybe before the season started because he's another one of those guys that had a negative half a point war. Um, he had like a 220 average and he had five home runs and 220 at bats. And he's not a particularly good defender in the outfield. Mostly because of his arm, not because of the way he tracks the balls. So you're probably going to see Cal Mitchell get waived. And if you trade um, Brian Reynolds, you better get an outfielder back because we have no outfielders. You know, that's why we're that's why guys like that are still hanging around. That's why people are still hanging their hopes on guys like Cannon Smith Nigma or Swaggerty or guys that just haven't even looked like major league players, you know, as young guys, they don't look like they're going to become major league players, but they'll probably still get a shot. 
because we really don't have that many outfielders. So even though I think we'll see some improvement in the hitting this year, the catcher we signed is a terrible hitter. The first baseman we signed is a terrible hitter. And I don't think, you know, I think it's going to be more of the latter with our second baseman, you know, where he was really getting worse towards the end of the year. Even though he had an an OPS over 725 or right around 725, um, I really don't think um, that cell phone guy is going to be the answer at second base. And I just went over with you from time to time again how this outfield is just a disaster. So hopefully when we trade Brian Reynolds, we get an outfielder back and we get a starting pitcher back. And maybe that's what they're holding out for. But it seems to me that this trade is going to happen before spring training. And that's about a month away. So stay tuned. Enjoy your week. We love you. Peace out.